Suds in the Squared Circle podcast here, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Today is January 9th, 2023, and we've got a lot of big news. But before we get into the news of the week, let me just uh, remind you to follow on Twitter. If you want to follow me, it's at the Apicella Suds, S-U-D-S. If you follow and follow the show on Twitter, it's at Suds, S-Q Circle Pod. Follow on TikTok, at Suds underscore squared underscore circle. We did uh, start going through some nightly or daily TikToks, uh, and we've also shared them to our Instagram page, which is at Suds and Squared Circle. You can email me, Vinny, at SudsandSquaredCircle.com. Go ahead and visit our website, www.SudsandSquaredCircle.com. And then, of course, you can go ahead and buy our merch, SudsSquareCircle.Threadless.com. And all of that is there at For the Taking ready for all of you to go ahead and, um, well, order and buy, because it does help support the show, but also you get to promote your favorite show and the best show in all of entertainment. Anyways, go in now. A lot of big news coming out of not only Port Charles, but also Stamford, Connecticut, the home of the WWE. Uh, we did go over it. I did go on TikTok over the past couple of days and just a lot of late breaking news. We talked about it. Just a, a lot that's been going on this past week. First of all, normally I start off the show with our general hospital recap. However, at this point in time, I need to start off with the WWE because there's a lot to talk and a lot to go over. Vince McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon has, you know, in, in, before I get there, usually, um, art imitates life, right? Normally you've got like a true story and, and you have an artist rendition of something. Well, this time life imitated art. And what do I mean by that? I'm going to play it for you right now. The WWF is going to die. I know that. The WWF has cancer. Because of Ric Flair. Flair's gonna kill it. And the kind of cancer Flair gave the WWF is the slow eating kind of cancer. It's not quick. 
I'm not gonna let Ric Flair kill what I created. Me. The WWF is mine. It's mine. I created it. I'm not gonna let Ric Flair kill what I created. Because I'm going to kill what I created. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna kill my creation. I'm going to inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison. If anybody's gonna kill my creation, I'm gonna do it. Me and the NW. So that was from SmackDown, January 24th, 2002, 21 years ago. Uh, and you know what? Like I said, usually art imitates life. In this case, life imitates art. Vince McMahon basically did the same thing to the WWE in real life. Like, okay, back in July, it was reported, and we did report it, and we talked about it. Vince McMahon had been basically forced to resign from the WWE. He retired amid uh, a lot of sexual misconduct scandals, and uh, basically... Uh, he he, he res, uh, retired as CEO, therefore Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon were made uh, co-CEOs, Stephanie the chairwoman, and Triple H took over, well, Paul Levesque took over uh, senior vice president of creative and talent. Um, and basically, they've been running like that for the past six months or so. Well, back on January 5th now, which is only this past Thursday, which happened to me, my wife's birthday, um, McMahon, well, back, back in December, McMahon sent out a letter to the board, to the board of directors, basically asking to be let back on. Uh, and he had put in there that, you know, he would be the person that was best suited for, um, any kind of deals that the WWE would be making, whether it's a media rights deal, whether it's a possible sale, anything, basically saying that he would like to be brought back and put back on the board. Uh, the board of directors apparently sent a letter back um, to the to Vince saying it's not in our not in the best interest to bring you back, but bring you back and you know we're doing well in our management as it is and blah 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 blah. Basically, you know, telling him nicely, thanks but no thanks. You're not needed here. Well, that didn't sit right with uh, the self-proclaimed genetic jackhammer. And uh, he... Now, remember, just because he retired from the WWE as his corporate role, he still owned 80% of the Class B stock, which holds 80% of the voting power. So, just to kind of explain a little bit, the WWE obviously is a publicly traded company. The shares were split between A class and B class. 
for those of us peons out here that want to buy stock in the WWE, that's A-class. You know, we're able to buy stocks, get dividends, and so on and so forth. However, Class B stock was only set aside for McMahon and his family, and basically the higher-ups in the WWE that would, would have voting power. Basically, you know, uh, Vince, Shane, Linda, Stephanie, Triple H, um, and I'm sure Kevin Dunn and certain other people uh, involved in the company. So Vince owns 80% of those Class B stocks. He still had the, the ultimate voting power. Basically, what he did on January 5th was he wrote a letter and sent out a press release saying that he was going back onto the board of directors and that he had rewritten the bylaws. Basically, he held the WWE corporately captive, saying that if he was not on the board of directors again, he, as the majority shareholder, would vote against and block any potential sale or media rights deal. He basically said that he was going to kill his creation. Now, of course, being in the storyline that said kill the creation, and as a WWE, you know, corporate, that's not a storyline. Uh, but you get the picture. He basically said and came back that he was going to be back on the market or back on the board as chief executive board member in order to potentially facilitate a sale and you know the media rights deals that are coming up with Fox and NBC in this upcoming year and not only that but with Vince coming back he also brought back two other former board members and former uh, corporate employees Michelle Berrios and George, um, no, George Berrios and Michelle Wilson, if I'm, I believe so. Um, uh, it doesn't even say, um, yeah, George Berrios, I have to get their names correct, or else somebody's going to call me out on them. But either way, they were the former co-presidents of the WWE, and... Uh, he brought them back with him, basically forcing and um, basically forcing that. Uh, yeah, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. I was right. So basically saying that he forcing himself onto the board, forcing three other members of the board to be let go, to be, yeah, to be let go. And. Then, also because of that, two other shareholders put in their resignation, or not your uh, board members, put in their, their resignation. So, not only did they force three people off, but also they uh, forced two other people to resign. Those two other people were Manjit Singh, and uh, the, two, the, the, the one of them that was spearheading the special investigation into McMahon. So this has all the makings of a of a drama itself that could be played out on WWE programming or General Hospital programming, for that matter. Um, he basically did a hostile takeover of his own company, um, bringing back Barrios and, Mich and Wilson with him, who he fired back in 2021. Um, so apparently the, the reason that he fired them, from what I have heard, 
is that they were uh, against because they were, well, from what I had heard, um, from what I had read, uh, and all the news going around, they were against the media rights deal for, oh, that's right, they were against selling the rights to the WWE Network. Um, when Nick Khan came in, who Nick Khan became the president of the company once uh, Berrios and Wilson were fired, uh, let go, released, whatever you want to say, and Nick Khan was the one that was spear that spearheaded having the WWE rights in America be bought and distributed by Peacock. And Wilson and Barrios wanted to keep it in-house. Okay. So that obviously got a lot of money for the WWE by having them get the rights to Peacock. Well, they were let go. Now they're back as board members. So, newest thing that came out today. Um today being the ninth, J.P. Morgan has been brought in, according to CNBC, J.P. Morgan has been brought in to uh, help appraise, for lack of a better term, WWE, to get them in a good position for a sale, which could potentially happen within the next three to six months. That's that's amazing. Now, the past two years, the WWE has been obviously at the forefront of news with with the scandal coming out about Vince and, and all the hush money that was paid and all of this going around and how... Now, there are a lot of people who think that Vince is going to come back into creative direction. He's not going back to creative. You can rest assured Triple H is going to stay as head of creative. Um, they're looking into a potential sale. That's the only reason why Vince is there. And you got to think about it. Vince McMahon created the WWE, you know, almost 40 years ago. And for those 40 years, he's grown it to the multimedia worldwide conglomerate that it is. The man is a genius. And who and and he is the kind of person, he, doesn't, he didn't want to be forced out unceremoniously. He said that he had gotten bad advice from the people that were around him and that he would be bad for business. Well, unfortunately... They don't the now when Vince came back on in, on Thursday, the stock price shot up twenty percent. So clearly, the shareholders know that Vince is what's best for business. Uh, you know, and, and of course, there's the, the naysayers out there that Vince is going to become the one that's uh, you know going to hold back the WWE and they're going to you know the creatives going to go away and this and that blah 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 blah. Now here's the deal. Here's the thing. When Vince when Vince hired Nick Khan, Nick Khan was brought in specifically to orchestrate a sale. Supposedly, he was brought in to to orchestrate a sale. Now, granted, they did lease out the rights to streaming for for Peacock uh, for the WWE Network in the United States. And if you remember back when when Khan got hired and after WrestleMania 35, uh, 30, was it 36 that was the, the, yeah, WrestleMania 36 that was the pandemic WrestleMania, um, because this is going to be 39, and the one, uh, maybe it was 37, no, it was 36, I can't remember, <laughs> WrestleMania in 2020, basically, where the uh, pandemic WrestleMania happened and everything, right, so, basically, 
McMahon, you know, if you remember, they had all those releases. They released the Good Brothers. They released Braun Strowman. They released Bray Wyatt. They released so many other people, you know, that Triple H brought back this year. So I think that Khan really was brought in to orchestrate a sale. But because of the, you know, the improprieties of McMahon and the alleged sexual misconduct and the hush money paid to numerous females. And again, again, these are all uh, allegations. But of course they were, you know, Vince did pay money, which was his own money, but apparently they sh it should have been reported to the company as the company filing. I don't know. I don't know all of the, the technical stuff behind it. And he's still you know, under federal investigation for the misappropriation of funds and for the sexual misconduct. So... It's amazing to me how he's able, I mean, now granted, he's the highest, you know, he's got the majority shareholder, right? He's got the most money involved in the WWE at this point, the, the highest voting rights. He could do basically whatever he wants, and he did. He did a power play um, to get back on the board, and now apparently they're going to be selling it. But there are a couple of other, other things. Could they just do the new media rights deal, right? Get a lot more money from NBC or Fox. I'm not so sure. The ratings aren't where they're supposed to be. Now, granted, the ratings have been very high. They're higher than AEW. They're higher than whatever. Um, they're not to where they were because so many people are only on the streaming, right? They're, they're so, they don't watch regular terrestrial television, cable. I don't. I watch streaming. I watch Raw on Hulu. I watch SmackDown on Hulu, right? So even the people that do watch it, you know, they probably DVR it or they'll watch, go back and watch it later. For the ratings to be in the twos back when, you know, 20 years ago and, and so 20 or more years ago it was in the fives and sixes. Now your good, good uh, rating is in the twos. It's just amazing to me how, you know, they're getting so much money. Obviously, the content the live event content content is where a lot of the revenue for the wwe comes from so the media rights deal is going to be there however with the with with vince here and and jp morgan being brought in there have been a lot of um there have been a lot of speculation who who could buy the wwe eric bischoff on his um, uh, show, 83 Weeks, his podcast, 83 Weeks, actually he said it on After 83 Weeks, which is the show that he does with, uh, oh, uh, what's her name? Olsen, uh, Christy Olsen. They do it live on adfreeshows.com or Patreon or whatever the whatever their, um, their service is at this point in time. Um, yeah, I think they're Patreon. Okay? And... He says that a lot of people asked about AEW. Can Tony Khan buy the WWE? Eric Bischoff says probably 20% chance. So, but see, this is what really scares me as a fan with a potential sale. Now, okay, if they bring it back private, if Vince cashes out all of the shares and puts the money, he basically buys his own company back. It could happen. Could, she, could Stephanie and, and Paul, Triple H, buy the company from Vince like Vince did from his father? 
based upon the current revenue and, and make yearly uh, monthly payments or whatever the case may be and and buy it buy it outright and bring it back private but as you know Stephanie and Triple H are running day to day and keep everything the way it has to be I in my opinion that's the best bet right however that may not happen okay so if it doesn't happen right if it doesn't happen who could be potential suitors and buyers for the WWE? Well, there have been names out there. A lot of media companies, right? <coughs> so, the media companies that could potentially buy the WWE are Amazon, Netflix, NBC Universal seems to be the largest front runner. Comcast, NBC, Universal, Xfinity, whatever you're going to call it. Fox, uh, which obviously the parent company of Fox is Disney, right? Uh, or, uh, no, Disney got a lot of the Fox, not the Fox network, but the 20th Century Fox. So, never mind, it won't be. Uh, but Disney is a front runner, right? Um, also, there were a lot of other um, companies like uh, uh uh, NBC Universal, the, the the parent company of the UFC, uh, the parent company of the Formula One, but let's uh, let's take a look at the best possible scenario. The best possible scenario, in my opinion, is for a company to come in and be hands off, right? Be hands off unless it's a multimedia conglomerate that knows what they're doing, which honestly they don't. Nobody does. Could. You know, Time Warner or, or, or Discovery Warner come in and, and buy it. Highly unlikely considering AEW is on their, their television, but you never know. Um, but see, here's the thing. Could the Khan family, Tony Khan, buy WWE? In my opinion, no. But it could happen. I don't want it to happen. Tony Khan can barely run AEW. I don't want him coming in to run WWE because if he does, he's gonna it's going to ruin the entire thing. Although, but see, here's the thing, is that I want to see a, a company come in and buy the WWE and be completely hands-off. Let Triple H run the creative, maybe bring in a, one or two people who are creative-minded to help with the company, but ultimately let Triple H be the one in charge of creative and talent relations. Um... You know, let Bruce Pritchard help out. Let Michael Hayes help out. Let, you know, whatever. But ultimately, it's going to come down to the fact that WWE needs a company to come in. For the, for the fans, at least. You're not going to see Disney. I, I don't think it's going to be Disney buying the WWE. Why? Because they, I mean, they, they have a lot of library, right? But I don't think that they could necessarily capitalize on the WWE to the point where you can't have it in their parks, right? You Unless, I mean, unless, I don't know. You can't have, like, somebody portraying Stone Cold Steve Austin walking up and down Disney World, right? Um, because there's only one Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, you know, like, you could have the, like, and they do have the, um, well, you could, you know, actually, you could have the Shockmaster, you know, somebody put, dressed up as a shockmaster because that was one of the uh, 
helmets of the uh, stormtroopers. Um, but see, that's the problem. Is like you can't really capitalize on the WWE as a um, as an asset for something like Disney with parks. Now, if it's Universal that buys it, yeah, you could bring in whoever buys it could potentially, whether if it's Disney or Universal, they could actually make a physical Hall of Fame, which would be great. That's how you capitalize on the WWE if you're if you're that kind of company. You're going to have the live events. You're going to have the Monday Night Raw, the Friday Night SmackDown, the NXT. To be honest with you, I want I would much rather see much rather see it be brought back to a private company. Um, I don't want to see anybody outside of WWE buy the WWE um, as as a fan. I think that's what's best. Um, you know, if you sell if you sell it to you know a, a Fox or Universal, uh, NBC Universal or Disney or Netflix or Hulu, uh, Amazon, yeah, you might have the media rights I- included with that sale price. Um, because they'll get so much content, you know. But I don't necessarily feel that would be what's best for business. I, I, just, I what do you feel? What do you think? Um, this has been something that has been on every major podcast that's been out there in the past week. Um, and I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. But what I do know is that Vince basically bullied his way back onto the board of directors. Brought two people with him, and now they're looking for an eventual sale. I don't know, folks. I just don't know. I don't know. It's mind-boggling for me to think about. So, with that said, I want to find out what you think. Um, Do you think the WWE is going to be sold? Who do you think it's going to be sold to? Eric Bischoff obviously thinks that, you know, it could be NBC Universal. But see, here's the thing. Here's a quote from Bischoff. I don't know how much liquid, I don't know how much money the Khan family will be willing to put into wrestling. Uh, saying that it's one thing to start your own promotion with a multi-year plan, but another thing to buy a fi- something, uh, a $5 billion company, because that's basically what the WWE is worth. Five to, I would say $5 to $10 billion. I don't know. Obviously, Triple H seventy don't have the, the, that kind of money laying around. But I mean, if they did get investors, if they found somebody to back them, that that could work. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, it's still all up in the air, and this this thing is changing day by day. We'll we'll find something else out tomorrow that's going to happen. Um, as we go into the Royal Rumble. Odds-on favorite is uh, Cody Rhodes, and I think that uh, Cody Rhodes is going to come back and win. Will The Rock show up? I don't know. The Rock has uh, is one of the odds-on favorites as well to win the Royal Rumble. Um, also, you know, they're, they're saying that maybe uh, Roman Reigns could potentially put up the title and win it. I don't know, considering he's already got... He's already got both titles, and he's facing Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble for the uh, Universal Championship. Uh, but just the Universal Championship. I, I heard they do want to separate the titles again, so we'll see. Um, another couple uh, rumored matches going down. We are going to be starting the road to WrestleMania with the Royal Rumble coming up. 
Um, so I've heard that it's going to be Gunther against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I don't know how true that is. I've just heard the uh, rumors going around. Uh, so we'll see. But obviously that Vince McMahon uh, story has been the biggest story in wrestling right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, here's a... Back on the 4th, which was Wednesday, last Wednesday, New Japan Pro Wrestling held their normal Wrestle Kingdom 17th. You know, which is what they, their, their WrestleMania starts. The, it ends all the old program, you know, all the old storylines, starts the new ones, and so on and so forth. Coming into Wrestle Kingdom is the former Sasha Banks, now known as Mercedes Monet. Um, I didn't watch it. I don't really watch New Japan. I mean, I think Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet was a great pickup for New Japan. Uh, her first match is going to be at the Stardom Battle in the Valley in Los Angeles. Um, and Or New Japan's Battle in the Valley, but for the Stardom IWGP Women's Championship against Kyrie Sane, or Kyrie as she's known now. So, um, basically, um, it's going to be a big thing for for, for New Japan, but Sasha is the, the fourth best, in my opinion, horsewoman. You've got Charlotte, you've got Becky, you've got Bailey, and then you've got Sasha. And and here's the thing. In my opinion, Sasha is just toxic to any... Sasha Banks, Mercedes Vernado, Mercedes Monet, whatever, her, whatever she's going to go by, she's toxic in the dressing room because she thinks she's worth more than she really is. And also, she's just somebody who will quit if something doesn't go her way. I don't really feel like she should be in that. I don't know. I, I'm all for people getting their money, but when you think that you're too, you know, you're over, you over, uh, you overvalue yourself, overrate yourself, and I think she is very overrated. Um, but that's just my opinion. And I know I'll get a lot of hate from those Sasha fans out there. Deal with it. Charlotte is much better. Becky is much better. Um, yeah, Sasha headlined WrestleMania with Be with Bianca Belair, but I don't buy it. I don't buy into the hype. But you know why? Because she got upset. She took her ball and she went home. She didn't say, oh, well, that doesn't work for me. But here's another situation that might work better. No, her and Naomi walked out. And I know it was Sasha because Sasha did it, you know, beforehand. She whined and cried and, and, and left the building because she, you know. And I, I'm all about, I, all, I definitely understand somebody getting burnt out. Because it's happened to me in my job. Um, and I don't make nearly, nearly, nearly as much money as, as she's made. Um, and I understand getting burnt out. But when you're in a company that basically is saying, here's what you're going to do, and you just say, no, I refuse to do that, that's a breach of contract. Now, if she had said, oh, well, this might work better, how about this? That's kind of like, that's not breach of contract, because you're saying, okay, I'll do what you want, but it could be a little better. Um, and I'm sorry, walking out right before a show is just bad business. So I'm glad the WWE released her. I'm glad she got through her into her her non-compete clauses. Okay, so speaking of this, another thing came out today 
or not today, but earlier in the week, I have to get to it on my, uh, one of my friends' Discord, uh, yes, I'm on Discord, um, but one of my friends who posted it said that, where is it, uh, where'd it go, where'd it go, where'd it go, oh, eh. Okay, so let me just put this out there. I didn't even read. I didn't even read this before. Okay, Vince McMahon is back on the board of directors. This currently does not affect Triple H, Nick Khan, or Stephanie McMahon's position on the board and in the company. The board had previously blocked Vince's appeal to return to the active board, stating that it would not be in the best interest of shareholders given current investigations. There was even an implication that a shareholder demanded that the board sue Vince for payment of his investigation expenses, which they did so. Vince responded, disagreeing with the, with the action, claiming that he would not support any media rights deals or strategic transactions if he was not made executive chairman. Um, he claimed that any means of attempting to remove him were highly unacceptable. Vince then filed to remove three members of the board and replace them with himself and the two former presidents of the board. They now have active places on the board, but Vince is currently not the chairman, as Nick Khan and CEO are co still co-CEOs. There are some within the company that have already stated that they want out should Vince return to the chairman position. Vince had also claimed, however, that during all of this that this uh, during all of this that a return as executive chairman would not affect the status of others in management and that he was simply there to help sell the company. The situation is still ongoing. So that's all there is to it right now. The situation is ongoing. But I uh do want to find one other thing I did find where did it go somebody posted it I cannot find it uh, crud uh, here we go here's something else that went in for the pro pro wrestling company the Federal Trade Commission here we go we we're talking about non-competes right the FTC the FTC proposes a rule to ban non-compete clauses which hurt workers and harm competition the agency estimates new rule could increase workers' earnings by nearly $300 billion per year. Now, this was done again on January 5th as well. Um, and not just necessarily about the WWE, not just about wrestling, but because they're wrestlers, wrestlers in general are independent contractors. So this could affect WWE. The Federal Trade Commission proposed a new rule, and this is from the Federal Trade Commission press release in general, which was put out on the 5th as well. The Federal Trade Commission proposed a new rule that would ban employers from imposing non-competes on their workers. A widespread and often exploitive practice that suppresses wages, hampers innovation, and blocks entrepreneurs from starting new businesses. By stopping this practice, the agency estimates, estimates that the new proposed rule could increase wages by nearly $300 billion per year and expand career opportunities for about 30 million, 30 million Americans. The FCC is seeking public comment on the proposed rule, which is based on a preliminary finding that non-competes constitute an unfair method of competition and therefore violate Section 5 of the Federal Trade Commission Act. The freedom to change jobs is core to economic liberty and, a, uh, and to a competitive, thriving economy, said Chair Lena M. Khan. Another freaking con! Good Lord, I swear cons are out to ruin wrestling. Um, non-compete block workers from freely switching jobs, depriving them of higher wages and better working conditions, and depriving them of businesses of a talent pool 
that they need to build and expand. By ending this practice, the FCC, FTC's proposed rule would promote greater dyna, dynamism, innovation, and healthy competition. Companies use non-competes for workers across industries and job levels, from hairstylists and warehouse workers to doctors and business executives. In many cases, employers use their outsized bargaining power to coerce workers into signing these contracts. Uh, non-competes harm competition in the United States labor markets by blocking workers from pursuing better opportunities and by preventing employers from hiring the best available talent. Now, this is where it kind of takes away from wrestling. See, I don't necessarily understand, but here we go. Research, research shows that employers' use of non-competes to restrict workers' mobility significantly suppresses workers' wages, workers wages even for those not subject to non-competes or subject to non-competes that are unforeseeable under state law. The proposed rule would ensure that employers cannot exploit their outsized bargaining power limit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so we've read all that. The, to address these problems, the FTC's, FTC's proposed rule would generally prohibit employers from using non-compete clauses. Specifically, the FTC's new rule would make it illegal for an employer to enter into or attempt to enter into a non-compete with a worker, maintain a non-compete with a worker, or represent to a worker under certain circumstances that the worker is subject to a non-compete. But see, here's the thing. I understand non-competes are not necessarily beneficial for the worker, which is true, because they're not. But the, here's the deal. When you're a, for example, here's the WWE standard non-compete is 90 days after they're, they're released, right? So they're still being paid the entire time that they're not able to compete. Now, could they do independence? I believe they can. They just cannot be on any televised show. Um, they could do the Comic-Cons. They could, you know, but they can't use their WWE um, intellectual pro intellectual property. Sorry, I can't talk at times tonight. I'm tired. I've worked all weekend. And honestly, I, I worked till 4.30 today, and it's now 9 o'clock. And then I got to be in work. So sometimes I'm getting a little tongue-tied. Um, and, and I sound like Roddy Piper. <laughs> um, but anyways, with the non-competes, so here's, here's where I find a problem with that when the wwe didn't do non-competes or here even still basically when somebody's contract expires right um they're able to be a free agent and can go anywhere but if you're a w if you're released right if you're released from their contract there's a 90-day non-compete for a couple reasons one is that and it's not to hinder you from getting a job. It's the fact of in a competition, you know, and I don't know. Maybe it's just to end the whole idea. If you're released, you're released. Then WWE wouldn't have to pay out for 90 days later, right? I don't know. I don't know. It, depends. it remains to be seen. Um, a non-compete in general is just that's exactly what it is. I'm going to move on because... When it gets to the contract law like this, I have no idea about it. All I know is that the WWE does have non-competes on their releases. And, and AEW does too, so I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying WWE. 
Anyways, I'm moving on. It's been over a half hour. I've been talking about the WWE this entire time. I do have to get to Port Charles and the General Hospital. But I also have to get to Salem. And, and I'll give you a quick recap on Salem from the week. Um, Gabby told Stefan, uh, Stefan, who's Johnny Zuccaro, right? <laughs> Brandon Barash. Gabby told Stefan and Chloe the truth about the brainwashing. But Stefan uh, uh, re rejected Gabby, saying that he wasn't... He, he didn't love her anymore, right? He moved on. And this happened right at the end of the wedding um, that Gabby was supposed to have with the Chinese uh, Lee guy. I still don't know his first name. <laughs> Please, don't don't cancel me over that. Um, Eric stashed Rachel with Sloan, um, Sloan Peterson. Uh, Nicole used restraint with EJ. Johnny and Wendy decided to date Alex annoyed Stephanie by acting territorial with Chad. Um, Sarah told Justin and Bonnie that Xander had been the kidnapper. Uh, Leo, now Justin is also Ned Quartermain. It's Wally Kurth, okay? He's got, uh, he's got a strong wife on both General Hospital and Days of Our Lives, right? Very strong-willed is that Bonnie. Um, Leo warned Gwen that Sarah had told Bonnie about Xander's clownish ways. Um... <laughs> Ray finalized his divorce from Chloe, I believe, right? No, not Chloe. Um, actually, Nicole. <laughs> um, Ray finalized his uh, his divorce from Nicole. Uh, Sarah told Xander she wanted a divorce. Bonnie punched Xander and went to the police. Alex and Stephanie decided to sleep together. Brady demanded the orchid in exchange for Rachel. The orchid disappeared. Eric told John and Marlena, uh, Marlena about Kristen's blackmail. Rachel returned home. Um, Kayla and Marlena's health declined. Kate's heart stopped and Rex declared her dead. So Kate has died. Um, and this all goes back to the uh, disease that was... Um, uh, that basically... Uh, uh, let's see, where is that? Kristen, right? Kristen Demera is holding the orchid hostage um, so that, <laughs> like I said, I'm still learning about the day's storyline, so I'm just going by that quickly. However, now I do have to get to General Hospital, okay? I'm going to take a quick break so I can wet my whistle and um, kind of come right back. Alright folks, sorry about that. I had to uh, basically let my whistle a little bit and kind of refresh myself. Um, like I said, I am tired. I'm doing this because I need to get this out, folks. Um, a lot of stuff did happen in Port Charles in General Hospital. Obviously, at the end of last Friday's episode, being on the last, the end of not last week, being Friday the 6th, but the previous, we saw the hook attack on almost attack Jocelyn and uh, go ahead and Brit fought her off. However, on Tuesday the 3rd, Tuesday the 3rd's episode, um, obviously Brit left the birthday bash with the intention of leaving town but had a change of heart. Um, Brit did fight off the hooker and uh, when she was about to uh, attack Jocelyn, Dex arrived on the pier as Britt tangled with the hook and fired a shot at the killer. He couldn't kill the hooker because he didn't want it. He didn't ha he said he didn't have the clean shot. 
um, on Brit and didn't want to shoot Brit. Um, however, he did uh, scare off the hooker, right? And he and Jocelyn went home. Um, he, he, he and Jocelyn fled the scene because he had a gun that was unregistered and didn't want to answer questions about the gun. Britt said, okay. However, it, the cops came and Britt said that, you know, she was fighting, uh, fighting the hooker and there was another uh, victim that she didn't know, so she kind of lied to the cops, but whatever. She ended up going back to the Haunted Star and sitting with her mother and found out that she was slashed by the hooker and just managed to get he managed to get sliced. And boy, oh boy, I cried. Um, because Britt suffered a superficial cut during the altercation that proved to be deadly because of the toxic, the toxin venom that was on the hook. And oh my God, Britt died. Britt Westbourne. Kelly Tebow and Kathleen Godding shot, nailed it, hit it out of the park with their, with their portrayals on that scene in the, Haunted Star, where Britt basically died in her mother's arms. Oh my God, I cried. Um, the hook managed to escape, and then later was revealed to be Heather Weber. Remember on Wednesday, I said that, and boy, oh boy, it was like a fart in church because I'm sorry, they should have had somebody, either somebody new or, or whatever. It just Heather has always been a heel. But I wanted to see somebody else make a heel turn. But um, basically, she basically Heather went to Ryan and said that yes, she was a hooker because she was avenging um, anybody who had hurt Esme. Esme was ob is obviously her daughter and and everything. Now, um, oh my God, the, the scenes with Britt and Liesel. Uh, they broke my heart. They broke my heart. And, and I cried. I cried. I was so... I did not want to see Britt die. But damn. Um, <sighs> Liesl Joy return, at Britt returned uh, quickly... Uh, Liesl Joy at Britt's return quickly returned to grief when her daughter died in her arms. Ryan told Heather about Esme's pregnancy. At, and then... Afterwards, uh, Spencer and Trina were trying to, you know, get a little closer. But then Esme washed up on the Haunted Star because she jumped off the parapet. Um, and Esme was taken into police custody and transported to General Hospital to be treated for hypothermia. Nicholas was forced to admit that he was the father of Esme's baby. Esme claimed that she had amnesia. Um... However, Liesl had deadly intentions when she paid Esme a visit, but Nina stopped Liesl from harming Esme, basically saying, why would you do this? I've done this before. It gets you nowhere. Um, Jocelyn and... Jocelyn. Good Lord. Uh, Jocelyn and Dex hooked up at Dex's house, um, and then Dex actually brought Jocelyn to the to Kelly's to break up with Cameron. Now, yes, I know, I know, I know. Um, now, see, here's here's the big debate. 
everybody, there, there's a lot of people on Twitter that said, oh, Jocelyn should have broken up with, with Cameron first before sleeping with, with Dex. Yes, I know. She did go to the haunt, she did go to Kelly's, but um, Cameron was on a catering run or something, so she so he wasn't there. She had every intention to break up with him. But then, see, here's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, well, Jocelyn knew what she wanted to do. That's why she went to Dex's house to, to hook up with him. But th here's the deal. No. Now, when in, in certain situations, I've never been in, in an actual life and death situation. I've never been held at hook point or fought with a hooker or anything like that. But see, here's the thing. When emotions in, in an in, 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 uh, instance like that, emotions are running high, right? So Dex and Jocelyn, the, 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 the um, adrenaline is flowing. And quite honestly, um, the fact is that they went to the point where um, the, the, the adrenaline was flowing. And they slept together. They they the the emotions were running high, and they they had sex, <laughs> basically. And then Dex took her to uh, Kelly's. She broke up with Cameron. Then she went home. And uh, you know Dex took her home, and and then Dex came to um, Carly's house the next day after he found out that Britt died and told. Jocelyn that Britt died and broke the news to her because then Jocelyn ended up going ahead and uh, telling her mom, telling Carly that she was the, she was the victim, the person that was supposed to be the that was attacked by the hooker. Amazingly. And you know what? Alright, so yeah, you know what? There's a lot that's on the bone here with General Hospital right now. Um, and when when Carly found out that Jocelyn was the intended target, obviously she wanted to make sure everything was okay. She questioned Dex as to why they left the scene of the crime um, and why they left Britt alone. And Dex told her that it had to do with the gun. You know, because he had a, an unregistered, ve unregistered vehicle, unregistered gun on him. Um, and Carly knows, Carly's the one to know all about that. Um, however, the, there was some good news this week, uh, not all bad news. Um, Willow did receive good news when she learned that there was a match for her on the bone marrow registry. And I'm wondering if that match is going to be Brit, you know, and you know, cause I don't know, could they harvest, you know, I'm going to do a quick Google search. Can bone marrow be harvested? From a uh, from a dead uh, person. And transforming transplants with deceased donor stem cells. Um, bone marrow procurement from deceased donors can be routinely performed at the same time as oriented. Okay, so bone marrow may be procured directly from the bones rather than so it's a possibility, and because Liesel and Nina are related, right? Uh, Nina Nina is uh, her niece, right? And and um, so Britt is her cousin, right? So there's a so Britt would actually be yeah Britt would be the second cousin to Willow, so 
there's a possibility that Britt could be that match for Willow. And that's how that all that information is going to come out that Nina is Willow's mother. So that's a lot. That is a lot there. So yes. And I think that the girls that that um um the girls at Pier 54 actually did ask that question and didn't answer it. So there's the answer. Yes, it can be procured from a dead person. So Brett could be the, the match for Willow. Now, every lie that Carly told is going to come out. And um, that's how it's going to come out because Brit, they're going to find out how Brit is going to be, the, be a match for Willow. And holy, holy cow, it's going to be great. Anyways, so, but I do want to announce, upcoming this week, there's going to be a bonus episode of Suds in the Squared Circle. I am going to have an interview with the author of Nitro, the incredible rise in, and inevitable fall of Ted Turner's WCW who also just recently co-authored Grateful, with, which is Eric Bischoff's second autobiography. Yes, I'm going to have an interview with Guy Evans coming up later this week as a bonus episode of Suds in the Squared Circle. So stay tuned. It'll probably drop either Wednesday or Thursday. All right? A bonus episode this week of Suds in the Squared Circle podcast so again just to reiterate i'm gonna wrap this thing up because it's been about over an hour now we've talked a lot about the wwe we touched on days we'll get more into days as, as the weeks go by and also we got into general hospital but go ahead and follow the sports wire or oh my goodness that's the old show no go ahead and follow me on twitter at the apicella suds Follow the show on Twitter at Suds SQ Circle Pod. You're going to follow on TikTok at Suds underscore squared underscore circle. Follow on Instagram at Suds and Squared Circle. Email me, Vinny, V I N N I E, at Suds and Squared Circle.com. Visit the website, www.sudsandsquaredcircle.com. And you can go ahead and buy our merch at Suds Square threadless.com anyways have a great week everybody and we'll like i said we'll be back later on this week with a bonus episode of my interview with guy evans have a great week everybody and thank you for listening to suds in the squared circle wherever you find your favorite podcasts